Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Lemonade, because let's face it, we could all use a little sweetness right now. You're going to ask me what lemonade is, aren't you? Yeah. And every time you think I would prepare something, but no, I, I'm like a deer in a headlight. It's like, oh, God, I got to answer this question again. I forgot our favorite part um, of yeah. the last on the last episode that we did. Which was what? The name that I like to call our episodes, because oh. that was episode nine. Oh, that's right. So if, if just for, to recap for those of you who've been following, um, I basically cut Meg off of, from doing puns <laughs> as the name of our shows. They're supposed to be, you know, the pun for episode one, two, three's company, four's a, I don't know, eight's a never too late or something like that bullshit. Yeah, are you ready? Ding, ding, ding. Oh, shoot. Bell. Uh, you ready for number nine? But I've allowed her to tell us, <laughs> even though I'm not allowing us to keep those as the actual names on our podcast. I want the pun, Meg. I want yeah. the pun. Right. Number nine. Because you didn't hear it last week, but you'll hear nine today. Are you ready? Ready. We walk the nine. <laughs> Get it? Like, we walk the line? <laughs> That's just... That's like one degree separated from a legit dad joke. <laughs> oh, no. It's totally a dad joke. <laughs> Well, it's legitimately a, as bad as a dad joke. Well, I was calling it worse. Well, well, thanks, well, Meg. You didn't disappoint us. It's not as it's it's number ten is greater. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I want to hear Ten is greater. Oh. Ten in Rome. <laughs> wow, so funny. I nearly fell off that chair. I think it's fucking hilarious. I nearly fell off my chair. Ten in Rome. Like when in Rome? You get it? Oh yeah, I got it. Got it. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> oh boy. So what is lemonade? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll answer you. Oh, lemonade. What is lemonade yeah. and tell us who we're with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do that, too. Um, lemonade. So a lot of kind of bad stuff happening this past 12 or so months. By the way, we were at our, our almost our, our lockdown anniversary. One year. Yeah, we're at one year for this whole thing. Um, so despite of all that adversary, <laughs> Ooh, I said adversary. Adversary. It's, it's like ad- an adversity yeah, plus an anniversary. My mind was faster than my mouth. So be- <laughs> despite the... <laughs> Wait, that's what was dis- the way you should say it? Despite the anniversary of the adversary. Yeah, my, mm. my brain is combining the two things. Um, we've still been able to, I think we were just talking about in the last episode, um, come up with some cool realizations about ourselves and... Do some good things, some soul searching, and and find some good out of this past year. So, that is in part what Lemonade's about. Nice. Yeah. And who's oh, and also? So we brought um we brought Nick back. Down we had from to the last episode because we enjoyed his company so much. And I I heard little little talklings amongst you guys about yeah. Bitcoin and some yeah we're going to internet about, money is that what it is? Because you know what yes. what if the pandemic did nothing else it brought a lot of people into the trading um you know. Fronts of everything. Front of it. Yeah, that really weren't involved. I mean, myself, I'm a perfect example. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, maybe. We've talked about that. Yeah, we've talked about, we've that, talked at, about that at length. Where do you even start with Bitcoin? I don't know. What's a basic question you might have? What the fuck? Well, so first of all, you've got people. <laughs> yeah, so ding yourself. What but also, Bitcoin? I think you might have dinged before you said the word. I think I said it out loud. <laughs> I think that's called a premature Ding. Ding. <laughs> It's an edit. Wait, what the we all have is that Bitcoin? Problem. Okay. 
<laughs> we all premature ding sometimes. We all okay? premature ding. I think that people who are even like more traditional investors, like my dad, is now even saying to get involved in things that are um, alternative. Were, were previously like alternative currencies yep. because they want to have some some um, I don't know. I guess fail safe against the traditional, you know. Yep. The, the you know the gold standard and all that stuff people don't have a lot of faith in anymore in our currency and de- and the potential devaluation given economic you know things that could happen and political things and yep. so I think a lot of people are looking at what else can I put my money in to safeguard it yeah and Bitcoin and would where, be yeah. Bitcoin would be one of those things and you have a lot of the traditional <laughs> investors now that are, are really looking into it not not because they, they, they didn't originally believe in it because there wasn't enough backing to it. There was enough people that were into it. The only thing that anything is ever worth is what people say it's worth. Uh, gold, what is the real value? People want to say, okay, you, you can put gold into, into products. It's in cell phones, all these things. That's not what gold's actual value is. Mm-hmm. Gold's actual value is the simple fact that everybody agrees that it's valuable. Uh, Bitcoin is now transitioning into a, a stay put and, and home value thing where everybody's agreeing that it is worth something. Um, and the real value of blockchain in general is the instantaneous, secure transition of information across the board. Like It's not just a transition of um, the, of, of monetary value. It's not saying, hey, we, we have X amount of dollars, what we feel this is worth so you can buy things with it, but it's also it's transitioning into everything to being a transition of, of real estate value. You can get into a, buy a, a piece of a home and multiple people can own this piece of home. You can trade this within an instant without having to pay some some agency, a bank mm-hmm. agency that's controlling it all. It, you, can, you can just be instant. Uh, it's that's and, and you can't defraud this. You, 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 it, it, the, the programming that's behind it is foolproof. It's basically accounting without needing a physical accountant. Um, and it's an insanely brilliant idea. Uh, the only thing that's, that's kind of a, an argument now that people do have, and we're still very far from it, is um, having quantum computing. Um, and and that's we're nowhere near that happening. Everybody who's who's in that realm. So of for the neophytes, when you say quantum computing, you're talking about what is a neophyte? First off, someone that doesn't know anything. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, <laughs> AKA me. No, me I cut myself. I had no idea what she was talking about either. I was like, oh no, Ali, I need to get you a shirt. I like guys. big words. I like she big, words, big words, and I cannot lie. Those itty bitty words. <laughs> that's that's the, don't do it for me. You weren't talking shit on her puns. <laughs> I had to bring Mr. Mix-a-Lot in there. Sorry. It, it's quantum computing is essentially a computer that can solve problems at a certain level that, that exceeds what we can control it in. So so you have this this issue right now to where the, the blockchain. So it exponentially grows in intelligence. Yes. Ah, I got exactly. it. Okay. Into a, a position to where we can no longer we can no longer contain how intelligent it gets. So it's going to so we can out intelligent program it, but it's going to exceed our knowledge yes. of. Got it. Okay, that's cool. To actually. a level that that yeah. it's 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 gaining thousands of years within minutes of of what it does. So so whatever concept we come up with, like blockchain, where it's you know there's a finite amount. All all of the key components that make Bitcoin. Everybody wants to wants to argue that the blockchain and, and, and Bitcoin aren't valuable because, you know, it's just digital. Okay, what is what is anything ever worth? It's only worth whatever we say it's worth. Why is the R8, like, 
we, we talked last week yeah. about a car, the R8. I honestly don't like that car that much. Well, but that's why like is a famous something? saying in the car world is all it takes is t- two rich idiots to, you know, bring a value up. It's <laughs> yeah. all that you need. Literally. <laughs> literally. Oh. Sorry, I don't mean idiots, but two rich People. Oh, I'll take two rich anyway. idiots. It's two idiots. I'll, I'll take rich idiot too. I'd love a sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I got that I'm from straight. either either Adam or Matt. So it's probably <laughs> it's kind of well known in the yeah. world. But he's not. They're they're yeah. not. They're not wrong. It takes it takes somebody to come along and bid on a something. You put something on, bring a trailer, and and they go, hey, some guy decides he likes it that much and, and bids ninety thousand dollars on an M3. Now M3 is worth ninety thousand dollars in good yeah. condition. All you need is two people that want the same thing, yep. and then. And everybody else now wants it. And it's a very, very easy thing to, to accomplish. Now, with, with the monetary system, now you're battling against a lot of, of outside sources that are trying to keep it down. And that's what's happened for years. I've been, I've been involved in, in, in focusing on, on cryptocurrency in general uh, since 2013. And I've gone through a couple cycles of what this is. And it's been very clear that it's on a very strong upward turn uh, to the point to where to have your money in physical cash now uh, savings accounts is, is a deterrent. Like it's not a deterrent. You're losing money by keeping your money in money. Um, stock markets are more volatile long-term than cryptocurrency has been. Short-term, stock markets have a little bit more stability. But if you look at the overall scale through the last 10 years of what cryptocurrency has done, it's only gone up and at a very level um, level, very level way. If, you, if you're willing to hold on to something long-term, you're not looking to get rich quick. You're gonna make money. So speaking from somebody who's very much in the you know kind of mainstream, like I don't know what cryptocurrency is. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit scary because it feels intangible, and people don't know if it's real or if it's safe or if it can disappear, you know, in the blink of an eye. Um, so, and that's what I think maybe deters some people that don't have knowledge of it. Put into perspective. Put it into perspective. Then, during the Great Depression. During World War II, when, when banks were closing down, people had their money in banks and yeah. it all disappeared. What tangible evidence did you have of our current monetary system being a stationary staple? When they when they dismissed the, the gold standard with mm-hmm. Nixon, what tangible evidence do you have that that's going to be its paper? Now, what's your paper going to be worth? We've seen places like Zimbabwe and different countries and different cultures that have established their, their monetary system. And, and it through becomes totally worthless. worthless. Yeah. Within a matter of weeks, just exceeded what it is. It's devalued in insane amounts of, of and so. It, so would you say that cryptocurrency is inherently less susceptible to that kind of situation unfolding because – it is it is more stable because it's not based on a f- some kind of a, a backing that could disappear. Yeah. So so the backing is no different than what um, what the U.S. dollar is, except for the simple fact it's better and the simple fact that nobody controls it. There is a permanent finite amount of this thing, mm-hmm. um, and and it, it, this thing there's no government right now. Right now is a key contributor to what this is. We have our current government that is printing trillions of dollars to make up for this entire thing that's going on with COVID, which they should be, but all that's going to do is devalue the U.S. dollar. Um, and the the U.S. dollar is, is very rapidly going to be taking a tank. This is why cryptocurrency has gone up. You look at everything right now with, with Bitcoin and stuff, it's, it's going crazy. Why do you think Elon Musk and, and all of these big, these big stock brokerages and stuff are moving their money out of, out of things that are in the stocks and moving them on, these investment firms? Mm. It, and it has a lot to do with the fact that the U.S. dollar is we're, – we're, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion as well as some other people's, but I think the logic tells you it's going to go down. 
Um, you start printing a lot of something. You, you have a, a Honda Civic. If you have one of them out there, it, the Honda Civic is going to look great because it's rare. But now you break it down and you all of a sudden start making a shit ton of Honda Civics. Ding. It's, uh, <laughs> I was looking at it. I was ready. Amazing. It's going to lose value. Yeah. Now, Bitcoin is, is, is a finite amount. You cannot, it's written in the code that you cannot make more than what there actually is in so existence. You, you can't inflate Bitcoin. You can't. That's crazy. Did you know that? I had no idea. There is no inflation of Bitcoin. Um, and, and, and you're not going to, you're not going to outprint what it is. And it's not even all been yet released. If I think by the time that it is fully, so that we have mining and the way that it's, it works out is there's these, these complicated mathematical equations that are, are solved in blocks. Oh, so you are good at math. Yes. Yes. You talked <laughs> about that the last episode. You're like, I'm not very scholarly, <laughs> but I'm really good at math. math. <laughs> all right. Money and math. I, I pay attention to those things. Good. We need people like you around. Yeah. Well, and I'm 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 on the dumb scale of it all. There, there's yeah, some very well, intelligent people. I've got I've got my I've got my English class on this side and my math class on this you know, side. Here's the funny thing. We've all got things that I think probably people would classify us as exceptional at, and also you know at the same time, like I feel like I'm an idiot at some things too. So I think there's everyone's got those two. Oh. You know that dichotomy. I'm street smart as. Oh yeah. no, Megan just straight <laughs> So I'm, I'm speaking I'm, for myself then, I guess. No, I'm street smart. No, I can't do what you guys do. Oh, I thought you said you're straight smart, like across all categories. Oh yeah, well oh, maybe yeah. that's better. Thanks for turning that positive, like you always do. Yeah. Mm. Lemonade. Lemonade. Lemonade podcast where we turn everything positive. We make Megan feel real good about <laughs> herself. Voice over next time. Oh, I like that. All right, sorry. Continue. You were no. talking math. <laughs> and I'm, I'm and in in, res- in respect to all of this, I'm I'm a, a moron. I, I I have an intelligence level to speak to people. This is like having your two year old go into into school and you teach them about basic math. I, I'm the teacher that that is a first grade teacher. There are people. There's a if anybody's ever interested in cryptocurrency and the, the actual fundamentals of understanding it in a very real world uh, way. I would look up a, a man named Robert Breedlove. Um, it is a good friend of mine's boyfriend. And he is huge in the in the uh, in the good world name. of crypto. Yeah, and if he doesn't make it in crypto, he can go into porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what I looked at the bell like I was supposed to ding it. No, 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 no. Just, Sorry, just Grandma. Just, yeah, no. It just. <laughs> Do we have to sneak at the word porn into every episode? Because I think but that's what we've done. So. Sorry, his last name is Breedlove. Breedlove. Oh yeah, and then he followed up by saying, and he's huge. Like I was like, whoa, where are we? Where are we going? <laughs> And then he finished. It was a long, huge though. I'm sorry, I can't just not. Oh yeah, no, we're good. We're positive, funny. He's developed a he's developed a very, very strong position in the I'm sure he has. world. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's very present. A okay, strong, <laughs> strong position. <laughs> oh, sorry, in the currency world. My my apologies. One would say he he's on top, Again, and one would. Again, currency is whatever we all agree. <laughs> Ali just pointed at me and winked. Yeah, I did. Who we knew money been, could be so we sexy? Been recording this one. Oh, oh, Rose. Rose. Yeah. <laughs> one would. <laughs> this is when we get dirty. Boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> All right, continue. My bad. <laughs> yeah, but Robert Breedlove has a very, very real world perspective. You listen to the guy. There's a lot of people that talk about cryptocurrency that somewhat know what they're talking about or they try and make it too into numbers and all this. He talks about it in a very Neanderthal way that makes sense to humans. And, and, and it just, it's historical. He talks about money in a historical way and why all this stuff makes sense. Anybody actually wants to learn about it, 
Um, he, he's, a, he's a brilliant resource on it, and he's, he's done very, very well in it. He runs a, a fund um, where he manages people's uh, cryptocurrency investments and stuff. And him and my, my very good friend, Jenny, um, travel around the world with their daughter and live in amazing. They just were living in Bali, and now they live in Hawaii, in, or not oh, in Hawaii, nice. in uh, Hawaii and, and stuff. And that's all he does. Well, what I love about something like obviously being a trader is the decentralized nature of where you can work and mm-hmm. not being a slave to really anything that you don't want to be. You can be on your own schedule from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're a trader, you probably have hours that you're looking at, but um, but a lot of flexibility there. Yeah, depending on the market. I mean, you're in stocks. Your your main trade hours are, are are on bell open, and you only have you know 30, 45 minutes that you're really paying attention. You're paying a lot of attention on the off hours to see where things are closing and stuff. In, in crypto, crypto's open 24 hours a day. Oh, I didn't it's even know that. I thought con- so. It's not normal market n- no, hours. There's okay. no open. There's no close. It is constantly able to be traded on, and there's moves that happen. And and that's this kind of scary part if you're trying to be a trader. Mm-hmm. I I stopped trying to trade. I mean day day trade. Yeah, like, yeah. day trade. So you want to invest I'll, versus trade. I do long. I do longs on on crypto. Uh, I have. I do play around with some 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 uh, swing trades. It, so I'll go within a week to a couple months, depending. But those are my play money. My mm-hmm. actual investments I, I stick to are, are hyper long. I'm holding on to it for years. Like I believe in Bitcoin is for for years and in the future as being something that's going to be a store of value. So I, I put my money in there. That's my savings account, and my savings account yields me easily three, two, three hundred percent per year as as it accelerates. That's great. So okay, I'm looking at the uh, little Coinbase app now, and it looks like so obviously, Bitcoin is linked to like Ethereum will copy the trend of Bitcoin. Two degree, yeah. Two degree. I think we're going to start seeing a separation in that. Now, because they're they're now being established as two very different things, and so, there are like a lot of them. Thirty cryptocurrencies I'm looking at now, yeah. which I don't know any of them besides those two, but it's pretty wild. Ooh. And they all seem to be kind of, at least those two seem to be kind of linked for the moment. Look at look at if you want my my opinion on it. If you really want to understand what it is, look at cryptocurrency in the very similar way of looking at the dot com era. Mm-hmm. When you look at the dot-com era, you had your your shiners. Right at the beginning, you had a couple of things that were very clearly top performers. There were things that were making sense. And and you had this, this, this period where those were there. Now, you have a lot of other things that were potentially big. And they became big later, but you have to sift through all the crap. If you're not actually going to spend your time reading white paper on each of these things and learn about what they are, don't play with the rest of those. If you just want to get on to the dot-com era of things and pick it up, go buy the Googles. So that that is the yeah. Ethereum. If you want ABC. Yeah. Stick to those tops. Yeah. And that's uh if, if don't people will tell you, well, you can make more gains on these. Yeah, but you're you're rolling the dice then. Because yeah. you aren't understanding what cryptocurrency is really and what its actual fundamental values is and what it's trying to do. If you're not willing to take that time to do it, don't ding fuck with that. Don't do it. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> don't do it. You're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of money, and yeah. you're gonna get caught up on on things that you don't understand. If you can't understand it, don't invest in it. And yeah. that goes across the board to any kind of investment period. Ah, oh, yeah. And I think I too was too late. You, yeah, I did that too. I made the mistake of doing that during COVID. I started like I was. It was during the beginning, and there was nothing. I was literally like not working, and I you know no What's productions you were open. So I started day trading and I started getting into some crazy and I didn't it was never never enough where if I lost it all I would be like, you know, ouch, yeah. Yeah, it was never like that. <laughs> I was more doing it for educational purposes and just, you know, sheer boredom as an antidote to that. 
And what I did was I invested in, so I basically just read a lot of news. And mm -hmm. I was like, all right, logically, what makes sense to me now? And then I, I did like the little Motley Fool stock investor, you know, yeah. simple stuff. And they, the stuff that they tell you is pretty conservative usually. But basically, I invested in a couple things. Um, one of them, nobody said to invest in. I did really well in. It was a it was a coffee company, nobody said uh, about Chinese it. coffee company that had just gotten in trouble because their CEO was like indicted or did something shitty, like for fictionalizing. Yeah, sorry, fictionalizing the books. <laughs> and going so, towards a good cause. Don't be sorry to me. That's uh, true. It's going good. So yeah, basically, I invested in this. Chi it was basically the Chinese kind of Starbucks that sort of fa had fallen from glory, mm -hmm. and I knew that it was a matter of time because I'd read a couple of articles and I knew the CEO was leaving. And I was like, well, fuck it. It's very, very cheap. Sorry, ding. Um, <clears throat> it was very, very cheap. So I thought, well, why not? So I invested in it and. For a couple of days, and I think I, yeah, I made like five or six times my money in, a, in like two days. And then, of course, it went down after that. But I, I, I saw an opportunity, and I was like, this is probably going to go up. It did. did. Did you sell the peak, or did you sell up top, or did you? Did you pretty close? Good. Yeah, good. pretty close. Yeah, that's the biggest mistake a lot yeah. of people have. This is where no, I had time to do that then, though. Yeah, which I don't normally have. And you have I was, to be able to pay attention. I was tethered to my phone all day. Yeah. What? What? No. So my my question then is, what drew you to look at that stock to begin with? Logic. Logic. So you just randomly saw this on a news advertisement. You went, okay, hey. Not on the news. You e trade, mm -hmm. and on the bottom they have like pertinent articles about a stock. Yeah. And so I saw this stock. They have movers the day, so daily movers up or down. And so I saw. Occasionally, I'll look at the movers that went down and say, why did they go down? Mm -hmm. So I went into that mover, daily mover down category, and they had an article about what had happened. Mm -hmm. And I had seen that they had basically been really high, went really low, looked at all their, what I do if I have time. <laughs> the one thing that I think kind of worked out, again, it's totally very critical and very anal, um, obsessive, I would say, is I look at the historical prices and the fluctuation. Mm -hmm. And I knew that they had a good structure, but their leadership was flawed, or at least on a PR front, people thought they were flawed. Yep. So I thought that it was probably going to go up, even if it was ultimately going to go down, it would probably spike again when they have the new the new leadership. So that's kind of where I got that, just it's, from reading stuff. That's a, that's a super intelligent way to go about it, as long as you understand the reasoning. Because what, what essentially happened was a pump and dump. Yeah, uh, and I and knew that I didn't want to keep my money there. That sounded dirty. No, that's actually not. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> sorry, my bad. Stock, it's a... I'm sorry. Oh, no, pump and dumps are very yeah. dirty things. Ah! But pump and dumps. Oh, Jeez. So, so essentially what it is is you're right. Your, your observation is very right. When you have any kind of interchange in something, somebody leaves, somebody comes in, what they like to do with people come in, anytime you have a 5 or 6X, on, especially a stock, and it goes fucking yeah. crushes it. And it's it all for... optics. You know they're trying to scramble scramble to make it look better. Yes. But yet, did people... anything really change? Nothing. No. And <laughs> the point is, is people come in and they, they, they like to speculate and they and they understand other people are going to speculate. So everybody's going to invest on something and there's a reason to invest on. So people will pump something like that. A group yeah. of people will come in and go, boom, we're going to make this look like something crazy is happening. It's called lucky, lucky something. Okay. Lucky, lucky star, lucky duck, lucky, I don't even know. But it yeah. was... That's an, ama that was, that's an lucky, amazing observation that you company. had, and it's something that a lot of people don't have the skill in. Like, I don't mess with stuff like that. When the GameStop stuff, stuff started happening, pff, no way. I'm not touching that. I'm getting nowhere near that because I understand that that I is a pump and dump. I would have if I had had time, but no. I, I got into another pump and dump called Mark, and they did the infrared. <laughs> it's not even dirty. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. Uh, anyway, but I got involved in another one, which did the infrared technology. One of my good friends was telling me um, that – this was happening and basically 
all the casinos in Las Vegas, which Megan loves Las Vegas. Just I came love back Vegas. She loves it. My baby. Um, but I knew that they were going to use that before they opened up Vegas for the infrared uh, thermal temperature technology mm. before people really had that widely available. Um, it was a penny stock. Mm-hmm. And then it shot up a little bit. I think it reached from a penny stock, it reached like maybe four dollars. And I invested in it when it was maybe. So penny stock is generally under five cents. Um, okay, under a dollar. Okay, okay. This was probably like a twenty cent stock. Wow. And um, so it went up quite a bit. So did a little bit. I mean, again, I didn't invest very much, but I learned a little bit from that. And uh, definitely, that was something that I knew was going to be a pump and dump. Yeah, yeah. But you understood. <laughs> You understood that that's actually a kind of an amazing thing that you can recognize those types of things and understand human psychology to, to understand what people's perceived motions are going to be. Uh, that that's a, that's a rare thing that a lot of people, if you already have that perception on things and you have that fortitude to look into that, that that's, it's kind of a, you should, you should start researching a lot more and, and get into it because that's, that's not easy to do. You're yeah. picking up on those things without having any previous knowledge on stuff. That's kind of incredible. Well, thanks. I um, it was kind of fun to do it, but then, so I'm laughing. Then my, well, my hubris got the best of me. Well, but also I got busy again with work. I think I told you the story. I did actually lose a little bit of money. Um, so remember when Kodak got that grant for like 750 <laughs> you million? Real hard. Yeah. yeah. So the problem was, and I knew that was a pump and dump too, but <laughs> it's not dirty. <laughs> I was actually, I was looking name. at you, I was like, just going to dig in the friggin' No, I wasn't. I said friggin'. Oh. <laughs> friggin'. <laughs> so, but I knew that was a pump and dump, and it, and it was crazy. Like, that thing was going skyrocketing. It was, like, crazy. The problem was, so I invested, and I knew I was going to pull it out. Basically, I, um, I knew that I wanted to take out my funds from Kodak, and the problem was I had a... An hour long, no, it was less than an hour, like a half hour long live TV appearance I had to do for, Mm. like, I do the spokesperson stuff for the TV, you know, the local morning shows. So I forgot that I didn't take the money out, and it's East Coast time, and I put my, I literally, as I'm doing this live interview, I realized, oh, fuck, I forgot to take out Kodak. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a legitimate ding. Um, And so I lost all of the money that I put in, and I had put in, I didn't put very much in, I maybe put a grand in, and I... It had gone up to seven times that, and I lost all of it ah! within the course of oh, 30 that's minutes. That's stop losses. Yeah, so oh. I didn't know how stop losses work. Yes. Oh. After that, I looked into it, but I, I just hadn't set it up yet. Yeah, yeah. And I was used to being like the COVID, you know, I've got time, I'll just watch it manually. Everything's going to go up. I have time for that. Have you guys heard of this bingo app you can play? Uh, you can win You're a little bit of money. You know, You're me talking the, about this last doesn't week. doesn't give me the thrill. <laughs> What last seven week? grand of cart? Uh, I cash. feel like you could, you could have put a lot of money in bingo. Like you could be tearing up grandma right now. Yeah, <laughs> you got that knowledge of how B- people work. I don't have time for that. N thirty four. I'll be there. I'll now, intimidate grandma. If it was, if it was trivia, I'd be on that. Shoot. Sh- sh- oh. Good job editing. Yeah. I hosted trivia Beep. professionally for ten years. I owned my own company. What? I did not know this. I did. I did, did not know this. Yeah. She blows a gasket over here. I owned a company called Naked Trivia. Oh, wow. Uh, in Colorado, it's still going without me. Were I people let, naked when they played? Naked. That was, no. See, that was. Is that like, like Naked Twister? 
Yeah. Yeah. It just made people think, like, do they actually do naked trivia and then show up? And then we got some really pervy people. That showed up naked? (laughs) Oh, bro, 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 bro. But I I hosted for... Like strip trivia? Strip trivia. Mm. I hosted for 10 years. Uh, I, I would go play at other bars. Which I need Allie for when we go play. Yeah, I, I haven't retained anything in I ten years. Really? So I used- ten years nothing. I yeah, lose. I no, get last did. place. At ten years of hosting well, you know trivia, what, it's like a muscle. You got to stretch it. Games, the New York Times games mm. thing. I have a subscription now, so I do the crosswords and all the different like little you know anagrams and shit mm-hmm. they do. I do the crossword on the LA Times. I buy it on Sundays. Yeah, I do too. I have the whole game subscription, and I don't know any words still. I have a couple <laughs> no, that my write point was for crossword things, and it's I have no idea what they are. I've never so seen that's them. super cool. But what I was going to say is, it, it's basically it's a muscle. It's a different like once you do enough of them, you'll realize how they write the questions and what the formula is, and how your brain starts stretching as far as like how to work in that way. And it's just like anything; it's practice. I have an idea. We're gonna do a trivia, a trivia. That sounds episode. perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We're gonna do it. Nick. Yes. Quick, twenty-second answer. Uh, for asking for a friend. Yeah. Uh, if they have like a big chunk of money that's mm-hmm. like over thirty thousand dollars, what would you tell them to do with that? Invest into Bitcoin or Ethereum. Okay. If if you're if you're dead set on investing into cryptocurrency because you actually believe that that's the direction it's going, if you want to take five minutes of research, you're gonna know that's where it's going. And if you don't, if you're okay with leaving it in there for a while, yeah. So it's got to be long term. About a short term. So like half halvesies it just in case something happens, right? If that's your entire savings, or yeah, I would I would never put your entire savings in anything to begin with. Uh You got thirty thousand dollars. A lot of people would disagree that are hardcore financial people. If you're young and you can take risks, take risks. I'd put 50%, put $15,000. In my, in my personal opinion, I'd mm-hmm. put it into Ethereum. Kick back. Wait. Uh, this, we're in a bull cycle right now. We're in a bull market right now. It's probably going to end within the next six months. Um, then it's going to come back down and it's going to go back up. I wouldn't try and time those ups and downs. That's where you're starting to trade and mm-hmm. you're going to lose money. Put it in there now. Kick back. Wait six, seven years your money's going to be 10x. And then the real, you know, traders would tell you that when it goes down, that's when you put more in. More. Because that's where your other half can come in. Lower. Yep. When you see this bottom. It's kind of counterintuitive, I I guess. So Bitcoin Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has had, and this doesn't mean it's going to not deviate from what this is, but every every four years, cryptocurrency has spike. So since the beginning of its inception, it's done this spike where it's jumped up, beaten its all-time highs, gone up, you know, three, four hundred percent, five hundred percent, and then it comes down eighty percent of that, and then it sits and rides in between for about four years, and then it has another spike. Boom, jumps up. We're in that spike right now. We're about a quarter of the way up it from what our normal at, uh, growths are. Forty-seven, one hundred and eighty-eight dollars and two cents. It was just at fifty, fifty-eight thousand, I believe. It was at That's crazy. Um, four days ago, six yeah. days ago. Um, so. As of right now, we're we're on – everything goes in waves. We're in the beginning stages of the bull market where it's done its, its big peak. It's pulled back to its normal amount. Generally, you'll have, a, you'll have a spike. Whatever that spike number is, it will pull back about 30 40 50%, and then it's going to continue back up. That's generally what happens. Um, and, I, and there's no reason to believe that that's not a, a consistent thing. So I think we're going to go up much, much more. Um, and cryptocurrency in general, Bitcoin's done massive gains as it is. I would tell somebody to take a little bit of a risk if you're younger and you have the, the ability to put half in by Ethereum. Ethereum is so Bitcoin is like the gold 
Everybody says it's your store of value. Ethereum is like buying into Microsoft in the dot-com era. Ethereum has multiple platforms for, for the the contracts that are going on underneath it and the, the actual the, – the, the so, so Microsoft has different programs going on. You can, you can have a, a video game that was built underneath Microsoft. You can have a, a, uh, a, a, a Word, Microsoft Word, all these different things. The Ethereum is the housing of Microsoft, and all these different companies are coming in and making the words. They're making the Adobe Photoshops. They're making all these things. But the house is Ethereum. It's, it's Microsoft. That's what, that's what Ethereum is right now. And I think it's, it's a very, very strong position into cryptocurrency. I would, I'm seeing uh, if you understand this because I'm – I know I wanted <laughs> yeah. to catch what was on your face though, like the expression. There's, there's, there was a lot of thoughts about I have a certain amount of money and I should not be just letting it sit there. No, definitely don't. No, and that's what's but going on in my head because I met – Do your research I and just, don't put all of it in anything. No, no. Just think logically. We yeah. are printing money through the roof right now. Yeah. What happens to anything when you have an abundance of it? It loses value. And here's the other thing. I have a student loan. I'm not going to pay that back because I think it's going to – It's probably going to get wiped. Yeah, I think so. At some point, that's been a consistent – Well, they give you a long time, and it's a low interest rate regardless. Yeah. So, Well, it's it's still an inch. I'm going to be paying for the rest my of student life, loan. I'll be paying the rest of my life if I keep – if I don't pay it off. I think a lot minimum. of those are going to end up going away while they're trying to eliminate – so right now, I think the government knows that they're overprinting mm-hmm. and the U.S dollars going to be worth nothing. Mm -hmm. So you're going to turn into a position to where for votes, people are going to just start writing everything off. They're just going to want your vote. So they're going to go, screw it. I think it would be stupid to start paying it. I tend tend to agree. I'm not giving advice to anybody, but I tend to agree. I paid off all my student loans. I didn't have that much, but I still paid it off. (laughs) The only smart thing I ever did was never to have student loans. Yeah, that is smart. (laughs) Now, this is something interesting. He's talking about, we talked about Elon Musk, Grimes. Sold over COVID, she sold six million dollars worth of this digital art called and an NFT. NFTs, yes. Yeah. So if you haven't heard this, this is kind of crazy. It blew my mind when I heard about this. So NFTs basically are this new kind of currency, and it's art basically. Um, an NFT stands for wait, non fungible token. Mm-hmm. What the fudge? What what the fungible? What the fungible? So what it essentially what is, is when you have when you have a baseball card that's signed by Michael Jordan and you have that baseball card, your baseball card is worth something because you have one of the ones that he has signed. In NFTs, it's a digital form of having a physical signature from the originator of this piece of art. Isn't that nuts? And that's going to transition. I think this is another very big aspect of where cryptocurrency. It's not a cryptocurrency. It's it's but it's based off of a blockchain system and idea. It's going to be a big thing. It's just now starting um, to where people are are making these frames. I have a buddy of mine that builds frames, and these things are, are, are sold underneath Ethereum. So this is one of those programs that, that it is based off of an ERC-20 token, which is Ethereum. So people are making these frames, and you can buy these things with Ethereum to where you are buying somebody's art. And they are they're only executing a certain number of this print of this art so you can it's all the same thing as me buying if your friend takes a photo and only yeah. makes seven but prints for, of it for instance like and i get that but like for example i'm looking at one of them now it's a weird like cherub baby with lights around it like it's just there's some that it's like daft punk type that's things. what it is now i can have this on my phone or take a screenshot and see the same damn thing but, but the difference is is you don't have the signature it. on it I... It's no, you can also take a screenshot of a Michael Jordan dunking something and have the card that's been a fake, or you can have a fake Rolex, but as soon as it's opened up yeah, and you don't have seems, it registered, it, it doesn't mean shit. It seems pretty crazy. So there was another artist um, 
electronic musician 3LAU that made more than $11 million from album sales and digital goods mm-hmm. just this past weekend. Yep. NFTs are – I think that this is a bubble. I think that it, I would it's, think so. it's it's a bubble, but I don't think that it's not a real um, direction that things are going. I think that this is hype is going to die off, but it doesn't mean that they aren't valuable in the sense of it, it's again taking into blockchain system of not needing accountants. You don't need somebody yeah. to verify something because it's always verified simply for the fact that you have it's living on the blockchain. Yes. Nobody That's can defraud crazy. this. You own one portion of what this is, and anybody can put it up on their wall. But what really matters, you can have a, a fake Rolex. It looks the exact same as a Rolex but until like, somebody goes, you... let me see your actual serial number. Gotcha. Difference. So I get that. But, like, for example, if you own a, a piece of art, you can hang it on the wall and have people see it and enjoy mm-hmm. it. This is going to be living on a laptop or mm-hmm. a cell phone mm-hmm. or an iWatch or something. Like, I don't under- – for me, I just don't, I guess, understand what the draw is. It's it's having the rarity of having the one and, and it being e- 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 not necessarily a novelty, but clo- close in the sense of you are having the one that is verified. So you you could again, you and I walk in and and we have a, a famous painting that's sitting there, a Banksy, a Banksy painting that's is going on. You buy this thing and you have it. Anybody can make a Banksy. It's not a complicated way of making art. Banksy's Banksy's paintings is what he does. is It's a stencil. It's mm-hmm. a spray painted thing. He makes this thing. You can make a stencil to make it look the exact same. There, every college dorm has a Banksy on their wall. That it's not a real Banksy, but the simple fact that Banksy did it. Now, what happens when Banksy makes it? He only makes seven of them. And he signs on the back, this is one of those seven. Right. Now, you have a way of – people can even defraud and, and mimic a signature. Yeah. NFTs, you can't do that because it's on the blockchain so you know where each actual one is in a consistent way. You can't go and go copy that number because yeah. it, you can't put it on the actual blockchain. But it's so pretty wild to me that people would – Something that's digital yeah. that they would pay that much for it. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm old it school, but makes sense to me. But I don't get it at the same time. It I understand bring joy. I don't think to same. spend that money. On that. <laughs> same. Then Marie, whatever her name, would tell you to get rid I'd of it. Buy a classic car or a house or something. And that's that goes back <laughs> to the same idea of driving a car. I didn't like the R8. A lot of people liked it. That's why I had it because mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a cool car. It was something that everybody noticed, and I wanted to be noticed. So if you want to own the thing that is the thing, and it's signed by the person, you get to look cool. Does it really bring you joy? Most people don't buy. Most people only give two craps about the art that they buy. They buy it because it's rare. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. I mean, obviously, there's some actual people that yeah. enjoy art, and they. But some some Saudi prince is buying something. He doesn't give a crap. He, he's buying it because he gets to have the fancy thing that everybody else wants. Yeah, and it goes with the 14 original. gold toilet seats. Yes. Mm, <laughs> I want that. Are you ready for um, a little my quick life advice before your good yeah. news? Life advice with Megan. Oh, see, he's got I'm it. Bending. He's on top of it. Um, life advice, if you're going through a breakup, go to restaurants and tell them that you are and you get free stuff. You're welcome. <laughs> Taking something negative, Allie, and making it positive. Yes. That's exactly Is that you how do. that works. Breakup, free shit. Allie. Okay, right. Good news. <laughs> good news. <clears throat> good news with Allie. Today is good news. What do we have here? Okay. Uh, this story is kind of interesting, and it's one of those where you're wondering is this really still happening? And yes, it is still happening. Um, we're talking about intolerance, specifically with regards to sexual orientation and preferences. Um, there was an incident recently that happened, I think it was in uh, Tulum, yeah, in Tulum. 
And oh my um, God. they briefly placed two men under arrest after they were just simply observed kissing on the beach. Our reports were that arrests were justified um, as a response to immoral acts and sexual erotic demonstrations uh, on the road or public places. That's all in quotes. So apparently that's that's law. And um, the officers basically said that uh, there were three individuals in, engaged in public oral sex. That's kissing, by the way. And um, oh. these officers and ATVs came and like bum rushed them and arrested them. Bum. So that's my Men. that's my synopsis. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. It's very fantastic. Uh, footage. And by the way, as all good things these days, it was all captured for posterity on Facebook. So uh, it went viral and it shows the two men holding hands, um, wearing bathing suits and handcuffed to this ATV. And everyone's outraged. And then finally, someone in the crowd realizes why they're being arrested. And then everyone starts booing collectively. And one mil- one guy yells, I'm gay, too. The release was not recorded, but basically the police had to de-arrest them. That's what it says here. I'm not sure that's the thing, but de-arrest them. And the crowd refuses to disperse because the people were there and they said this is messed up. They let the men go and they apologize. Yay! Yay! What Didn't year is it, people? Jesus. Yeah. 2021. Um, okay, I do have one more good news story. Oh, good. My laptop, oh, although my laptop is on its last leg, so I'm going to have to paraphrase it very quickly. Basically, we have the world's first face and hand transplant that successfully worked. What he, does that mean? He had a, someone's face put on his face. I thought you were going to say his face put on his hand. No. No, no, sorry. There were two things. <laughs> That would be. <laughs> We're putting be, our hands up, talking. Come on, you guys. <laughs> um, required 80 people across six surgical teams wow. and two adjoining operating rooms. Whoa. And the recipient was a 22 year old New Jersey man named Joe. Wow. Um, basically, he fell asleep at the wheel while driving, lost control of his vehicle, um, really bad car accident. And um, essentially, a witness found him, saved his life. And He'd had a lot of damage, and he wouldn't have survived unless they had done this really crazy groundbreaking surgery. And uh, they did. They used someone else's face. Mm-hmm. Parts parts of it, yeah. Wow. Tissue, yeah. And hand? And donor, yeah, in his hand. Yeah. Wow. Now, you know, not the whole, but I think parts, yeah. Oh. That's so. intense. 2021. Yeah, 2021. All right, perfect. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Allie, you're the best. You're the best. You're the best. I'm the best. Thanks for doing two shows with us. Pretty exciting. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Well, have a great one. See you next week. See ya. You can follow us at Lemonade the Pod on Instagram. We also have a Gmail account at the same name. It's lemonadethepod at gmail.com if you want to correspond with us or have any questions. And also, again, we'd encourage you, if you do want to get involved in any philanthropic endeavors, um, we will have a list available for you. But right now, we are um, partnering with 12 Months of Giving. We're doing some amazing things to help um, the homeless population make their lives a little Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.